You're listening to the Take Imperfect Action Podcast, and today I'm bringing on my first ever guest to the show, and she's going to share how she shut down basically every part of her very successful business in order to pivot and create something that was more aligned with her values, interests, and lifestyle, and how that got her even bigger results less than 12 months later. So if you're interested in hearing a seriously inspiring story with tons of nuggets of wisdom that you can apply to your entrepreneurial journey, then stay tuned. Hello, and welcome to the Take Imperfect Action Podcast. My name's Allison, and I've been running my own businesses full-time for the last 10 years, which has allowed me to up-level my life, my finances, and my mindset, and it all happened by taking imperfect action. My goal with this podcast is to help you step outside of your comfort zone by giving you specific action steps that you can take that'll grow your online business and positively impact your life. I love giving you the steps, the strategies, and the kick in the pants that you need to get growing in the right direction. So if you're looking to leave your perfectionism at the door in order to make a much bigger impact, then you've come to the right place. Thank you so much for being here. Now let the fun begin. Hello friends, it is Allison from wonderlast.com and oh my goodness, have I got such a treat for you in today's episode. Today I'm doing something that I have literally never done before in the history of this podcast, which at the time of this recording is about a year in, and that is, today is not a solo show. That is right, you're not just gonna hear me talking because today I am bringing on the first ever guest Ah, I'm doing excited hands. And this is a guest who I have been following for years. She brings so much value to the table. I know you're absolutely gonna love her and her name is Jill Stanton. Now, if you don't know who Jill is, Jill is the co-founder of Screw the 9 to 5, where she helps unsatisfied employees quit their jobs and start online businesses. Coined by Forbes as a destination for up and coming online entrepreneurs, Screw the 9 to 5 has inspired tens of thousands of new entrepreneurs to quit their jobs, build thriving businesses, and live lives of meaning and purpose. In addition to her chart topping podcast, which is awesome, if I do say so myself, and her honest yet cheeky style, which is your going to hear in just a second. She has been on shows like The Sunny Show, Entrepreneurs on Fire, Amy Porterfield's Online Marketing Made Easy, and now the Take Imperfect Action Podcast. And she's also been featured in Forbes, Entrepreneur, Digital Marketer. Basically, she's amazing. So we're going to dive right into this interview and I cannot wait for you to hear it, but I do want to throw out two quickie little tidbits. Number one, there is some very minor adult language. So if you have little ones around, you might want to put those headphones on because we get very excited. And then number two, and I don't know why this happened, but the audio on my end kind of sucks and I don't know what happened. I think I tried to over-prepare. Like I basically ended up over-preparing because it was my first interview and I wanted to make sure that I had my settings like perfect and somehow in the process of trying to get the settings right, I screwed up the settings. And so I think the input on my volume was a little too high and therefore I'm a little blown out and loud. And for that, I am so sorry. So you might want to turn the volume down just a little bit if you've got it blasting into your eardrums because I don't want to blast your eardrums. But I promise you the interview is absolutely amazing. You're going to get so much value from it. 
if you can just handle the fact that I myself sound a little bit garbly, but Jill just sounds beautiful. So <laughs> no worries there, but I just wanted to throw that out. I'm really sorry. This is the Take Imperfect Action podcast, emphasis on the <clears throat> imperfect part. And that's a learning experience that I will bring into the next interview. So bear with me on this one, but it's absolutely amazing. Totally worth your time. And without further ado, Let's roll that interview. I'm sitting here with today's very special guest, and this guest is extra special because she is the first ever guest ever here Say on this what? podcast. Like, yeah, exactly. So I am super excited to give a warm welcome to Jill Stanton. What, Jill? Welcome first, to the show. First one in, bitches. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I am. So excited to have you here, like so pumped if you can't tell. I'll try not to scream into everyone's eardrums the whole interview, like, oh my God, but I'm really excited to have you here because I have been following you and your husband, Josh, for a couple years now, and you two are just amazing people. You're so much fun. You bring so much value to the entrepreneurial space and to the world, and I'm really grateful for you taking the time to be here today. So thank you so much, because you're about to help and inspire so many people in the story that we're going to be diving into today. So uh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited, and and no pressure. <laughs> no pressure at all. This is only the first interview, so don't screw it up, okay? <laughs> this is only the first interview, so you better make it, bring your A-game, don't yes. swear, make it memorable. I, I am putting on my interview pants right now, <laughs> getting into interview mode. So with that in mind, let us start with the basics. Go ahead and tell my listeners a little bit about who you are, what your business is, who you help, and how you help them. Yeah, sweet. So I'm, like you said, Jill Stanton. I'm one half of Screw the 9 to 5. My husband, Josh, is the yes. other half, and we help people quit their jobs and start online businesses. Um, the way we do that is by... A few ways. Like we, we really believe that the first way you need to kind of make that transition is by getting your beliefs in check. Um, yes. So we help people through, we have a free challenge called Think Like an Entrepreneur. Um, and we really help um, people upgrade a lot of the employee beliefs that all yes. of us are raised with, with, really. So things like hard work equals success, all of those kind of things, um, commitment, consistency, uh, beliefs around money. We really help people get those in check so that yes. they, so that we work on the inner game so that the outer game becomes effortless. Yes. Yes. I'm doing so much, like so much yes right now going on in my head. <laughs> all the prayer hand emojis right now. <laughs> um, and then once they kind of work their way through that challenge or once they've gotten their beliefs in check, then we help them figure out, you know, what's the best business for you and what's the next step in helping you make either grow your audience, make more money or get your time back. And so I love that. We're always really looking to improve this process. We just know that our main goal, our sole goal is to help people quit their jobs and start online businesses. And so yes. we're always looking for ways to dig deeper into that and help people accelerate that process. I love it. You are looking for ways to help people screw their nine to five. I Pretty love much, it. yeah. Who would have <laughs> thought? <laughs> I know, I know. So I'm, I am really excited because you and Josh basically shut down almost every part of your business last year. A business that was very profitable, I might add, mm -hmm. uh, in order to create something that was more in line with values and what you mm -hmm. really wanted to be doing. You've gotten amazing results from doing that. Mm -hmm. So I'm really pumped to dive more into that because I know that there are probably so many people listening right now who are in 
maybe the same position that you are in, in, in that you are, they're no longer feeling excited about their business. Something isn't gelling. Yeah. And I, I can even relate because I did a very similar pivot in my business just a couple months ago. I had been Ooh, feeling props. like, yeah, I shut down so many big parts. I kind of just kind of ended that transition. And so this is something that I- Isn't it liberating? Oh my God. Yes. Don't you feel so proud of yourself? Yes. It yeah. is the best feeling ever. And I would say that that's been the biggest thing I've gotten out of this. Like, yes, the money's been great. It's weird because we actually made more money this year selling no products than we yes. did last year with all the things. But yes. the thing I'm most pumped about is how proud of us I feel. Yes. And you yeah. should be because that is, that is really scary. Like to take a business that is, is technically working in that it is bringing in the moolah, it is paying the bills, and you are impacting people positively to just kind of shut that down in order to mm. really pursue what you feel is the right direction for you. Like that is, that takes some major cojones. <laughs> like yeah. that, is, that is a big <laughs> freaking deal. And so that's why I want to talk to it because I'm a talk to that because I know that there are going to be people listening right now who are currently in their business and maybe it's just they're feeling stuck and they're like, what do I do? Do I need to tweak? Do I need to pivot? Like, I don't know what to do. So I want to dive into that story and kind of go a little more towards the beginning before your pivot. I want to talk about like, what were some of the signs and symptoms that you were have experiencing that kind of told you you were no longer in line with your business? Yeah. What did that perfect. look like? So <clears throat> it's really funny because our business before we made this decision on the outside looked like it had it all going on. Mm -hmm. We had our membership community screw you for three and a half years. And for three of those years, honest to God, we loved it. Yeah. Like it was the bee's knees. Yeah. And it wasn't our members that made us want to quit. Our members were the most kind, generous, loving people. Like they really they threw us a virtual baby shower. <laughs> so many of them would come to all of our meetups and our live events. Like it really was this family feeling. And so um things just started to feel heavy for us. Like they yes. just, that's the only way I can explain it. It just, something felt off and that really triggered us because, <coughs> excuse me. Um, Jill's working through the flu. So let's just yeah. give her props for her energy right now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the love. Um, when, when you have something that you loved for so long and then all of a sudden things start to feel off, it can mm -hmm. really trip you up. Yeah. So this happened for us after we had our son. Mm -hmm. um, I think it started to happen as I was getting more and more pregnant, which I just kind of chalked up to being pregnant. Right. Um, but it was end of 2017 and things just felt really dark for us. Like I was full mm -hmm. of anxiety. We just felt off. We weren't happy. We were stressed. Mm -hmm. Things just felt like they were crumbling around us, but we didn't know why. And so we were in the space of like chaos. It felt like you know, we had <laughs> no frustrating because all of a sudden on the outside, like we had this business that was making all this money. We had a team that was helping us run it. Like we should have been happy and yet we weren't. And so when my son came into the world, that was our first time where we had ever, ever, ever given ourselves a few days even. I oh. took nine days of maternity leave. That should oh, be- Oh man. That's not actually as to that how much time. kind of trapped I felt in this business because I felt like I had to go back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, that's 0% time. And nine days after pushing out a human is not oh a lot my of time. Uh, um, yeah, so, I can imagine. <laughs> so that was the first time Josh and I had ever given ourselves, 
even a few days of not checking uh, in with work. Yeah. It was the first time we had ever not even thought about work. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden we're flooded with all this love and all these hormones. And we're in this space of just pure joy. And we just started asking ourselves like, what feels so off for us right now? Yeah. Like, why don't we want to go back to work? Why don't we want to continue what we're doing? What is this? And we had no clarity on this for months. We asked ourselves that from honest to God, Allison, like end of February when our son was born till end of June. That's how long we were just in this space of what felt like spiraling. It yes, felt like the darkest. Foggy, dark. That's exactly the time period it took me basically. It was like January through June. So (laughs) I can relate to her. (laughs) And it's a heavy place to be in because Mm -hmm. like I said, you don't have clarity, so you don't know what's going on. Um, And so you're just kind of feeling all these feels and there's no perspective around it. And so we just kept asking ourselves, what do we want? And I actually think that a lot of us entrepreneurs are really good at knowing what we don't want, but we're not the best at asking ourselves and allowing ourselves to answer, what do we really want? And for us, that took us months. It wasn't until um, Josh and I were on the balcony, on our balcony, having a drink in like beginning of summer, 2018. And we had been asking ourselves this over and over and it was getting so frustrating. I was so jaded at this point. And he's like, <laughs> you know what we really did like in our business? And I was like, nothing. <laughs> I was such a brat. I never liked um, anything. <laughs> Because we had tried what felt like at that point, everything. We had done a membership site. We had had one-off courses. We had done coaching. We had run live events. We tried to do group coaching. Like We felt like we had tried everything. And he's like, you know what business model we really liked? And I was like, what? And he's like, affiliate marketing. And it was like the effing heavens parted for us because all of a sudden... It it all pieced together because screw the nine to five is not known for one thing. It's not, it's a very, it's a lifestyle brand for entrepreneurs or up and coming entrepreneurs. Right. And so we talk about all the things we are not known for like Facebook groups or membership Mm -hmm. sites or paid traffic or podcasting, even though we know a lot about all of those things, we are not known for one thing. And so when we had, when he presented the idea of affiliate marketing, which PS was our first business together ever, um, we had a network of (laughs) over 30 different affiliate sites Yeah, and just in all different niches, it really helped us solidify this mission that we're on because now with that model, with that revenue model, and if you don't know what affiliate marketing is for anyone listening, it's just the process of you connecting your audience to the people, products, programs, services, and tools you use, like, or believe in. And -hmm. you get a tracked affiliate link. And if, if you share that to your audience and someone clicks that link and they go and make a purchase, you get a commission. Mm -hmm. And so all of a sudden it was like, oh my God, this allows us to serve our audience in such a huge way because we no longer have to create all the courses. All the we no longer have to specialize or try and focus on ads, courses, membership sites, <laughs> groups. Like these are all courses we had and it was just yeah. stretching us so thin. Yeah. Now we could identify true experts in those spaces who had courses or programs or coaching services around those topics and connect our audience to them. Now that allowed us to stay in a place of just creating really great, high frequency, high quality content that served in a bigger way. So once we had that moment of clarity, which was like end of June, early July, we executed on it immediately. Like that's that's what I was going to ask you. I want to know more about, so like your son, Kai, his name is Kai, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that name. So he was pretty much like the turning point where you were like, okay, this, this is not working anymore. And so you had your moment of clarity. 
And so what, how did that transition look? Was mm-hmm. it kind of slow or did you kind of just shut everything down in the week? Did you tell people, did you not te- tell people? What did the transition mm. look like? First piece we told our, oh, it's funny because we had just re- scrapped our old team and rehired a whole new team (laughs) and that was like they were one month in and then we're and we had just brought on a new community manager and all this and now we're like guess what we're (laughs) shutting down everything and they were all like what (laughs) so for us we were lit up I don't know how thrilled they were but we we were in it like this was our this was our jam so this looked like us starting to shut down all of our funnels that we had going to one-off programs that start, we shut down a higher tier product we had called 90 day traffic. We started, we closed, or excuse me, we turned our um, sales page funnel for our membership site to a wait list. And we just started like dodging questions when people are like, when are you opening it again? And we (laughs) made a plan to tell our members at our members only live event, which was Mm. three months from that point. Okay. And we, Anytime someone wanted to like renew their annual membership, we would just kind of skirt around and be like, oh, we're thinking about doing something different. So do you want to go monthly for now on? Just so we didn't have to put too many things in place to make all these refunds and all this kind of stuff. So we slowly but surely started doing it. And then at our members event, every single um, person who was speaking, I kind of gave them the heads up before the event. Like, look, we're going to announce that we're shutting down our membership. So we very much want the whole weekend to be framed around permission, clarity, going after what you want, making bold choices. Like that was the message of the weekend. And so when we announced it, we told people to their face and streamed it into the group. Um, And I was so scared. Like I was uh-huh. so, so scared because these people were our family. Like they called yeah. themselves scrammily. I you know love I mean? that so much. <laughs> and they were believers. And I was really nervous that they would hate us. Uh. <laughs> I felt an immense amount of guilt because they used to call me mama Jill. Like Aww. they, like I said, threw us a virtual baby shower. They brought presents for cut. Like they were amazing. Yeah. And so I was very nervous that I was letting them down. And so when we finally made that announcement, people were crying. Like it was the most loving, encouraging, supportive moment. Someone stood up and said, you know, we always call you guys mom and dad. And I feel like this is the moment where you're telling us to leave the house. Ah, I love that so much. (laughs) It was just a really, like everyone gave us hugs. There were two people who were really pissed about it and like really voiced that. But two people out of everyone, you can't please everyone. There's always going to be that person. Dude, totally. And two, two people out of 800, like Uh, we were pretty thrilled with that. uh, Yeah. (laughs) That's so, and so we gave them three months heads up. So our plan was to shut it down at the end of 2018. So we told them mid September and we said, we still have another, you know, three and a half months. We're going to do 90 day sprints and challenges together. We're still going to do our coaching calls. We're still going to do our Q and A's. Um, we're just going to set you guys up to win as much as possible in 2019. And on, um, New Year's Eve or the day before New Year's Eve, we had a final live stream together where everyone shared their favorite memories and we got to share our favorite memory and our biggest takeaway. And we just really got to share our gratitude and our thanks for, to them for being in our world for so long. It was really so much better than I could have ever expected. Honest to God. Like it was the most heartwarming experience. And a lot of those people have continued to work with us in some sort of capacity this year, either um, joining our bonus experiences for a lot Mm -hmm. of the promotions we've done, or just paying for tickets to come to our live events. Um, 
so the ones who were like the true believers and really yeah, wanted they, to continue working with, with us, they found a way. Yeah. So to make sure I have the timeline right, so basically the moment you decided like the, the clouds parted and you were like, oh my gosh, like affiliate marketing, this mm -hmm. is what we're going back to. It was basically from that point until the shutdown, like the full on like end of three months, preparing you to leave the nest. That was about a six month period. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Just want to make because sure. Because remember so. we had subscriptions. Yeah. Like you can't just start, end all of those. <laughs> yeah, we had just, oh, and I didn't want to just. I, we shut down all our one-off programs, um, yeah. which were making money just on its own. And we were like, no, we just don't want the headaches of like yeah. customer support and all that kind of stuff. Let's start to lean out. So yeah. those were the first things that we started to cut. And our team, yeah. I remember our team saying like, you don't need to shut these down yet. Like this is bringing in money. And I was like, I just, space. <laughs> energetically though, yes. energetically, I need to, Oh my you know, gosh, like yeah. I wanted to invite new opportunities in and yes. for us just energetically it meant oh. shutting all of that down and just kissing that chapter goodbye and then as we um started gearing up to shut down our membership we didn't want to shut down our subscriptions yet because obviously we were still facilitating coaching right. calls we had a team and so i wanted that revenue to yeah. continue to be able to serve these people so we did it very methodically truthfully yes. and at the same time we were also building our affiliate revenue so it's I not like we it. hit the reset button with no way of making money. Right. You've already integrated that in. You're just yeah. ramping it up a little bit. Mm -hmm. And so I do have another question that I want. I know that this is going to be wafting through people's minds. How did you know that you were pivoting in a direction that was the quote unquote right direction? I don't believe in like right direction, but in a direction that was aligned. Like how did I you just felt it? That? My yeah. heart smiled. Honest to God, that's how <laughs> I felt. Best description. <laughs> it, but that's that's the best way I can describe it. Like when Josh said it, I was like, "Oh my God, yes!" Like nothing yes. about it felt heavy. I yes. felt I felt hope again. I felt lit up again. I felt an insane amount of uh, momentum and alignment. Like alignment's the new hustle, homies. It really it re is. It, it is really like is. it really, really is. And that level of alignment will do will bring in so much magic. You don't need to know how it's going to happen. You just need to know that you are aligned with the thing yeah. you're, you're going to create and you just need to bring your whole heart to it and magic will pour into your life when you show up and you make those courageous decisions. Darn right. You need to know one, your first step. That's all you need. Like one yeah, you need to know time. what and why. That's yep. it. Yep. Yep. What we do you want? What feels good. What do you want and why do you want it? And the how will sort itself out. Exactly. The how, I just want to throw a side note out there. The how is impossible to figure out right from the get-go. You cannot plan, like as much as you like to plan, like I love to plan. I love to plan things out in detail. I'm a planner person, but it is impossible to have everything figured out right from the get-go. Even if you think you do, it's not going to happen that way. So just- Well, and <laughs> if you knew the how, would it ever be exciting? No, it would be it boring. Would... You, you became an entrepreneur because it's, it's exciting. It's not just all- Figured and, out. And you would never try new things. Exactly. This year, we've tried so many new things because we went into this year with no expectations. We're yeah. just like, Fresh light. damn, we're proud of ourselves. Let's rebuild this to be what we want it to be. And honestly, a huge part of this year has us been working on our inner game. I really yes. believe that that's why our business has just fucking yeah. taken off this year is because yeah. not only did we just unleash ourselves, but we worked on ourselves the most, yeah. more than any how, more than any strategies, more than any tactics, none of that. We worked on ourselves. 
And I think because we learned about our beliefs and really worked to upgrade them, that's why we've experienced this level of magic this year. Yes, I love that. I love that so much. And I want to dive more into that, but real quick, because I myself am curious, and I know there's going to be other people who are curious. Mm -hmm. When you said you've been rebuilding, did Mm -hmm. you go in and did you kind of like, did you delete a bunch of content or have you just kind of kept it there and just kind of pivoted fresh new content? Like, did you go in and delete like blog posts and freebies or is it still sitting there? Um, Some freebies just because they led to offers. (laughs) Yeah. So a lot of our funnels no longer exist. I'm sure there's still broken links here and there. (laughs) I know they're definitely is somewhere. Um, But we cleaned up some of our old, less relevant content, like from when we were first starting out and we had Mm -hmm. no effing clue what we were doing. Um, We archived a lot or just privatized a lot of that. Just like the stuff of when we were in 2013, just writing about fucking nonsense because we had no clue what we were doing. (laughs) So I think um, everyone starts that way, to be honest, like, because you don't really know what you're doing in the very, 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 very beginning. You got to figure out what you're doing. So yeah. And a lot of that was just like, this is so irrelevant and makes no sense at all. So something where your, 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 your dream dream customer, ideal customer, whatever you want to call them. They would come to that blog post and be like, what is this? this yeah. Been- were you guys <laughs> drunk when you wrote this? And we're like, yeah, we lived in Thailand. It's very, it's very possible we were. <laughs> I love that so much. I always, I, I like to share how when I first started my blog and my business, I was writing about like dating advice and crafting and baking crafting. with business. Like it was the most hodgepodge nonsensical just mumbo jumbo like I of course have archived all of that but like if people could just see how much of a hot mess I was when I started uh, you know I was. I think I was it's, yeah. Now that you say that, I'm like, maybe it would be useful for people to see that so that they're like, <laughs> wow, you guys did not know what you were doing. <laughs> I had no clue. What I, but it was by trying different things that I was able to figure out what the heck I wanted to do. Sometimes Amen. the only way you can do it. So did you ever feel like you were kind of starting over in a way when you made this? Pivot? Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. I, it was like the 2.0 version. And I'm not going to yeah. lie. I was, I was really like, after we came back from that event and I told everyone and it was real, I was super nervous. <laughs> no, like, I was just now. like, yeah, exactly. I was like, holy shit. Is this sabotage? <laughs> Are we sabotaging ourselves or is this yeah. the right move? Yeah. But we, Josh and I would just talk that out and work through the feels and we realized, no, no, no. Like when it came to, okay, so what's the alternative? Start a membership site again and be in a presence department. Yeah. business? No. So that became very crystal clear to us. Um, so yeah, it felt like we're starting over again in a certain way in that we were building the 2.0 version, but we never stopped our podcast. We still had our email list. We still had our social media. We still had our website. So yeah. So I want to, I am curious when you started having these feelings of like fear and being scared, like, Oh crap. Like maybe even doubting yourself a little bit after that live event, like, is this the right decision? How did you move past those? Because I feel like a lot of times people will see those things like, oh, oh, I'm, I'm scared or, oh, I'm having doubts. Like maybe what if that means it's a sign that I shouldn't mm-hmm. move in that direction. How did you just take those and kind of move past them and, and know that, yes, we are, we are headed in this direction? I have two really strong beliefs that I believe to my core. And I just kept repeating these to myself all throughout this period. And one is I'm always taken care of. 
Like number one, I've never experienced in the eight years that Josh and I have been in business together, we've never experienced a situation where we've run out of money. And I know that we're resourceful enough that if that were to be a thing that happened, we would figure it out because here's the thing. If you know how to make $1 online, if you know how to get someone to pay you for something, you have a repeatable skill and that skill is pure power. Mm -hmm. So you will always be fine because you know you can take care of yourself. So one, I had to let that go because I believe I'm always taken care of. And then the second, I believe this to my effing core, is I'm the type of chick who gets everything she wants. And so I just kept repeating that to myself over and over. Now, did I believe it wholeheartedly at the time? I've been saying this to myself now for 18 months straight. It's the first thing I think when I'm awake, like consciously awake. Yeah. I try to choose my first thought. So when I become aware that I'm awake, I'm like, boom, I'm the type of chick who gets everything she wants. And it's just a thing that I've started repeating to myself over and over and over again to the point that I believe it to my core now. And so I just, I just relied on that. And honest to God, I just have faith. Yeah. I was just like, what's the worst that could happen? There's no way fortune favors the bold and there's no way that this isn't the right move for us. Y'all, I just want to take a second to just point out how crucial the inner work really is and the beliefs because oh, huge. If, if you don't have the right belief, like the beliefs that you have are going to determine what's possible for you. And they are the thing that is going to make the difference, not the strategy. Like if, if Jill didn't have this belief, she wouldn't, she wouldn't have lasted however many that eight, like a long time. And it's mm-hmm. the same with me. Like I believe to my core, my success is inevitable. I'm always mm-hmm. on the right path. And if I didn't have that as a fundamental belief, I would have quit so many times because sometimes things are scary and they're mm-hmm. confusing and they're hard and they're very uncomfortable. I would not be here today if I didn't have these core beliefs. And like Jill was saying, like sometimes you might not believe them fully, but when you repeat them to yourself enough repetitively over and over and over again with feeling you will start to like the more mm-hmm. you just keep putting that in the subconscious, we can start going down the subconscious woo woo hole, which I love. Um, but the more you keep doing that, the more you will start to believe it. So, and, mm. and truthfully, I look for evidence. So yes. anytime I say something like it could be so random, for example, um, everyone's had this happen where you think of someone and then they call you or, you know, something like that. I would look for the smallest pieces of evidence to back up. I'm the type of chick who gets everything she wants. So for example, I was thinking of my, um, a buddy I had a few months ago and I was, Josh and I are looking for a sponsor for our live event. And I was thinking of this dude that we absolutely love. We use his products. And two days later he reached out. So that's because I'm the type of chick who gets everything she wants. Or another example is, um, um, I, uh, what's a good one? Um, this is another good one. Actually, Josh and I were going for a walk one day in an area of the Toronto called the beaches. And we were talking about the next person we want to bring onto our team. And we really want to build our team in a different way this year. Um, mm-hmm. especially as we've hit this reset button and we want everyone on our team to have a role that contributes to revenue. And mm-hmm. we were trying to think, well, how could we incentivize these people? And then we started thinking, Um, well, what happens if we made them essentially partners and they get a share of the profit that they Mm. generate for the arm of the business that they sit in? And so we're like, that's a great idea. What's the first one? 
where our entire revenue right now is built on affiliate marketing. What's an easy way to add to that? Product reviews. We know that there's a ton of search traffic and a ton of money to be made in regards to product reviews. So reviewing tools, things like ClickFunnels or hosting yeah. or website platforms or themes or email marketing, whatever. There's so many tools that you already use in your business that you can get paid commissions for if you create product reviews. Mm -hmm. And so we're like, that's an easy one because one, it's building traffic to our site. Two, it's building revenue. And three, now we need to find a content creator. No joke. <laughs> Four days later, one of our old members who created one of the biggest mom blogs in the UK reached out for it reached out to us because she's just, she wasn't feeling having her own business anymore. She was looking for new opportunities. And she reached out saying, do you know anyone who's looking for content writers? And I was like, well, uh, shit. Yeah. because I'm the type of chick who gets everything she wants. Exactly. And, so we, and we brought her on and she's killing it. That's so amazing. these are certain things when you put yourself out there and you have these beliefs, things yeah. will come into your life and you have yeah. to look at them as evidence for proving yourself right. Like our subconscious yeah. minds are the provers, right? Yeah. And so if we believe something at a base level, like I'm the type of chick who gets everything she wants, start I'll start bringing in proof of that. I'll start yeah. bringing in examples of that. And then it, it just cements that belief. It is so true. And like, I can relate, like looking just for like little signs and synchronicities to back up. Yeah. What I believe in, like even just doing something simple, like I have a belief that I will always get a prime parking spot at my favorite, super busy whole foods. Cause it is a pain in the butt to park there. But I, I, I swear every single time I go there, like, I know, like, I just know with certainty, I'm going to have a parking spot, even if it is 6 p.m., which is like their most busy time, somehow when I'm pulling into that parking lot, there is always either a space or there is a car pulling out of a space for me to pull into. <laughs> and I even think you have to look at this like in a, like if you get a shitty result, yeah, you absolutely brought that into your life in some way. Maybe your thoughts were off or you were focused on the not having of that thing. And because, yeah. so uh, for example, a lot of people are like, I want to make more money. 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 But what they're really doing in that process is acknowledging the fact that they're not they're making not more money. money. And so all they're focusing on is the not having of money. And yes. so they bring in that situation. And so if you get some sort of circumstance in your life or some sort of result or whatever it is, and you're like, that's not what I wanted. You have to look at what you were thinking and see, was I actually focusing on the not having of that thing, which is why I have this thing? You know what I mean? Like you just really have to start looking at things objectively and with less emotion. Um, yes. And that allows you to really just upgrade your beliefs further and further. Yes. Always, always focus on what you want rather than what you don't want. Um, <laughs> because the more you focus on what you don't want, the more it's going to keep happening. Well, but a lot of people think they are focusing on what they want right. by saying things like, I want to make more money. Yes. But really the underlying vibe of that is I'm not making more money. So yes. I was talking, I was speaking at this event the other day, a few weeks back, and this chick came up to me and she's got a maternity bra line that's like um, really lacy, super cute, um, bras for moms. Right. Nice. And she said to me, cause I was speaking on beliefs. Um, and she was saying, well, could you help me reframe this belief I have? And I was like, let's go. <laughs> this is my favorite thing. <laughs> to do." <laughs> um, and she was saying, 
I've been in business for 10 years and I thought I'd be a lot further ahead by now. And I'm frustrated with myself because I'm not there yet. And I said, well, wait a minute. Cause you just told me that you have all these employees. You have a warehouse, you have a condo wow. downtown and rental properties. At what point, like, how do you not think you're further ahead? Right. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. have all of this and do you really think that you're not further ahead or is the reason, excuse me, let me back up. It's okay. Do you think that maybe you think you aren't further ahead or you're experiencing those feelings because that's what you're focusing on? Mm -hmm. The fact that you're not further ahead and so you're staying small and keep like repeating the same actions that yes. are giving you the same results. And it's this perpetual cycle of, 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 I'm not further ahead by now. I'm not further ahead by now. I should yeah. be further ahead. I thought I'd yeah. be further ahead, but all you're really doing is acknowledging the fact that you're not further <laughs> ahead. And she looked at me, it was the best experience I've ever had because it was like a huge light bulb moment for her. And she goes, Oh my God, that's exactly what I've been doing. It was just such a cool moment because now she's acknowledged that her mindset, her focus was on what she didn't want. Yes. And now that she had that acknowledgement or that awareness, now you can't not see that. You yeah. know what I mean? All yeah, you can you see can. is the fact that you were doing that. And so now it's such an easy shift. Yeah. So you just have to really look at where your focus is and what you're saying you want. If you're saying you want more customers, is it actually on the fact that you don't have more customers or is it on the fact of like, what can I do to create more customers? I just think that's such a huge moment for people when they get that. Oh my gosh. It is super powerful. And like, I know that one of the biggest things for me, because last year is when I did my deep dive into inner work, because I had been dealing with basically 20 years worth of chronic anxiety. We're talking like crippling, mm. almost 24 seven anxiety, all of these like physical symptoms that were coming with it. Like I was just kind of miserable on the inside. Mm -hmm. I told many people like I almost could never, I was either focusing on something negative or I was just kind of replaying like repetitive thought loops all the time. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so when I really dove deep, just having the realization that I get to choose any thought I want at any given time was like, I know that sounds so simple, but for me, it was like, whoa, like, cause I was on autopilot. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know what I was thinking half the time. And so when I of finally course. was like, oh my gosh, I, I get to think whatever I want. And I, do I want to think things that are going to make me feel like crap? Or do I want to think about things that make me feel good? And so just making the shift of on a moment to moment basis, catching myself, I would literally catch myself in a negative thought or focusing on something I didn't want. And I would say out loud, stop not useful. And then I would mm. consciously turn my attention to something else. And I was doing that like a hundred plus times a day, not even joking. I would do it out loud. I would do that loud at the grocery store. But what that did was it got me in the habit of paying attention to my thoughts. And then yes. eventually, because I was consciously turning my attention to a positive, empowering thought so often that became my baseline. And so mm -hmm. anxiety was no longer my baseline. Now feelings of just more positive and peace became my underlying base and mm. oh, huge, huge. It's huge. I am also the weirdo who says, says things out loud yeah. all the time. Oh I say cancel. I'm like, oh, nah, I love it. cancel, cancel. Yes. I catch my thoughts. I say cancel and then I create new ones. Yes. It's my system. But yes. I, I'm so with you. It's powerful to say it out loud. Gotta say it out loud. It's something about saying it out loud that just- Agreed. It just, it's yeah, like it's, you, you're going all in. Yes. You're like, no, I don't <laughs> think that way anymore. I think and it's really, really- Oh, sorry. Go, go ahead. ahead. 
<laughs> We're just saying the exact same things at the exact same time. Um, I also very much struggled with anxiety a lot. Mm. Like I remember in these dark moments of my life before we made this choice, like I, I barely slept. Like I was mm. just so gripped by oh. uncertainty and fear and anxiety because I just felt so trapped. Yeah. But I realized um, after you know, learning about all this stuff, I did not realize it in the, in the moment that anxiety comes from trying to control the future. Yes. Anxiety comes from putting yourself in this place of anticipatory, um, well, anxiety really, like trying yeah. to anticipate what's coming your way so that you can be emotionally prepared to handle it. Yes. But really what's, all that's happening when you do that is you are creating this like stress reaction that yep. is going to bring that shit into your life because yep. you have this visceral um, feeling around it. You have this visceral energy around it that like, okay, um, I bet you any money this launch is going to flop. Uh, <laughs> and so I need to be prepared for like, how will I handle it if I only make five sales? Or yeah. what will happen if I, if I make zero sales? Or what will I tell so-and-so if they watch me? Feel? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like we, we create these circumstances in our lives and then we attached to them and we emotionally yes. prepare ourselves for them. And that's the most damaging thing you could do. Oh my gosh. I remember doing that yeah. in a lead up to a promotion we were doing at the end of 2017. And I just didn't sleep all night because I was oh, like writing out lists of like possible outcomes and how I would handle them. Like it was so fucked up. Yeah. None of it actually ever came true. Yeah. But I tortured myself yep. that for so long. And it was so such a waste of time, such yes. a waste of precious non-baby sleep. And, <laughs> and, and it just, it was such, so unnecessary. Yep. Yep. I like to think now, like anytime I have, I'll still, I mean, I'm human. Like I'll have little, like, Ooh, like a little anxiety pop up. Like it still happens. It's not like constant, but when the anxiety creeps up, I'm very, it's very noticeable now because I can instantly feel it in my body. It's no longer my 24 seven state. It's my mm -hmm. like, Ooh, like this is unnatural. And so I'll take a second. And anytime I'm feeling anxious, it is because I am focusing on the end result. Maybe like, yes, the what mm -hmm. is like, Oh, like I have this goal and we're nearing the deadline, you know? And then I'm like, is this going to happen or what's going to happen? So yep. it's all about like becoming conscious of like the anxiety is always going to be caused by these, you focusing on like Jill was just saying, like the worst case scenarios or what you don't want to have happen. And so it's a matter of just tuning into that and consistently changing your thoughts. Yeah. Two things I want to say on that. One, um, when you said it feels unnatural, I so vibe with that. I view that those feelings, like those low vibe feelings as my body's alarm system be like, yo, what the <laughs> fuck up? Your vibes are off. You know, like yes. it's your trigger system to yes. be like, check in with yourself. What are you yep. thinking right now? Yep. That's how I view that now. So I don't get too caught up in it. Yep. And then I bring myself to the present, which sounds super woo, but it so works. And you'll always be okay right in that moment. Yes, 100%. You're not in any harm in that present moment. And so that's what I try to do when I, when I feel those feelings of anxiety, which still happens. Right. It's just our bodies. We're, our bodies are chemically addicted Trying to, keep to these too. hormones. Um, and then the second piece was... Um, Oh shoot. What what were you just saying around um anxiety? Oh, uh, uh, oh it lost it. Oh, it'll come back. It'll come back. Oh, it was so good too. Oh, <laughs> damn it. I hate it when that happens. 
<laughs> but oh, it just like fell out of my brain. All it'll right, come, come, it'll, back, it'll come back into your brain if yeah. it, if it does come back. But yeah, I love what, I love what you're saying. Like anxiety is focusing on the future. Yes. An instant, almost instant way to get back to letting those anxiety feelings go is by focusing on that present moment. You are breathing. <sighs> you are alive. No one's attacking you. Did it come to you? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, I, I think a lot of the times what we're doing when we have those moments too and getting wrapped up in the what ifs is we're almost making it mean something about us. Oh, what, yeah. will, what will it mean about me if this happens? Yes. Or what will people think if they watch me fail? Yeah. It's almost like we we need to take back the meaning and the interpretation we give things and change it into an empowering meaning or an empowering interpretation. Like maybe it just means I needed to learn something else, or maybe right. it means that it wasn't the right time for that, or maybe right. it means that I'm becoming a better version of myself. Yeah. Choose the interpretation you want to assign to it that will lift you up, not drag yes. you down. Oh my gosh. And that is huge. Like looking at things, not attaching all of this, like, Oh, it means I'm a failure to it. Like you're going to reframe it, reframe it in a way where it empowers you. And it's, you know, helping you. It's not like meaning that you're a failure or, Oh, you suck or blah, 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 which is not going to help you at all. Mm -hmm. I used to do that all the time. I would attach all these meanings to like, Oh, if I don't hit this launch goal, like, Oh, I suck. Like it means it's never going to work. And guess what? It just made me miserable. And so the day I decided mm -hmm. the results meant nothing because they don't mean anything. They mean mm -hmm. what you make it mean. Mm -hmm. The day I just let that go, it was like a huge weight was off my shoulders. And guess what? As a result, my, I, my energy shifted. I was just having more mm -hmm. fun. I was more relaxed and that got me better results. <laughs> exactly. And I just like to think from future me, like level 10 version of me who has everything I say I want, what would she make it mean yeah. if something didn't work out? Yep. She wouldn't make it mean that I'm not cut out to do this thing. She'd be like, remember that time that you had a launch fail and you thought it was the end of the world. That was cute. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, or remember when you had a hard time hiring a VA? Wasn't that funny? You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. It, yeah, it yeah. would be so minimized yes. looking back from the place where you want to be. Yep. Get clear on where you want to be, who you want to be and work from that place right now. Just work it right now. Amen. Bridge the gap. All right. Well, we are going to start closing up shop, but I do want to ask you one, well, two questions. Mm. The first would be, what would you say to someone who is currently maybe where you were before you made the pivot? They're feeling kind of stuck. It's not John. Mm -hmm. They're like, do I need to tweak? Do I need to stop? Do I need to pivot? What would you say to them? You have to figure out what you actually want. Number one, ask yourself, what do I really want? And and give yourself the permission to admit it. Mm -hmm. So many times we, we like mute our actual desires because we're like, well, how would I ever make that happen? Or yeah. how would I make that much money? Or, oh my God, you don't need that much. Or, oh my God, you're so greedy. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. But give yourself the permission to answer truthfully. If you want a New York Times bestselling book, you put it down. If you want to be a coach, you put it down. If you want to have yeah. a million dollar launch, you put it down. What do you actually want? Yes. Give yourself the permission to act answer that question. And then once you have that clarity, be prepared to act on it. Be yes. Because you have two choices at that point. You can 
ignore your answers and just keep doing what you're doing and flatline. Or you could go to bat for the life you actually want to create and have magic unfold in your life. But yeah, it's going to be uncertain. It's going to feel scary. It's going to trigger a lot of stuff. And it's also going to make you the best version of yourself. And I really believe that the quality of your life is determined by the amount of uncertainty you can handle in any given situation. And so if you can wade through that fear and that uncertainty and you can come out the other side of it, dudes, I'm telling you, like the life that you're saying you want, the money that you say you want to make, the life you want to have, the business you want to have, the friendships you want to have, the team you want to have, the opportunities you want to have, it's all on the other side of that uncertainty. And so you just have to wade through it and know that you will come out on top. I love that. Amen. So my last, last little question, which you kind of just answered, but every episode at the very end, this is called the Take Imperfect Action Podcast. I like to end with giving my listeners a specific, like tangible, you know, concrete step that they could take, you know, preferably within the next 24 hours to kind Mm. of take action on what they just listened to. So what would be one concrete step that they could take Today. Yeah. Open up a piece, grab a piece of paper, open up a journal, whatever, open up a Google Doc and start brain dumping. What would I want to experience if I knew I couldn't fail? And oh. just let yourself go with it. Just dream big because that will set the stage for some big breakthroughs. And what it'll do is it'll help you identify, okay, which ones do I actually really want to go after? Mm-hmm. And what Like, how can I work back and kind of reverse engineer this? So if I want to have a New York Times bestseller, well, what's one step before that? Handing in a manuscript. What's the one step before that? Finding a book agent or making a book proposal. What's the one step before that? Finding a book agent. What's the one step before that? (laughs) Having an audience. You know what I mean? Like you need to really get clear on what you want. Like I said, so many of us are so good at knowing what we don't want, but that just keeps us in this low vibe, sad little state. What you need to do is get clear on what you really, honest to God, want to experience if you could have anything you want. If you didn't have anyone else's judgments, if you didn't have any fears around the what ifs, if you had full and total belief and faith in yourself, what would you want to experience? Write that down and then have the guts to go for it. And just ask yourself, like, what is this going to take? And am I willing to be the person who creates an extraordinary life for myself? Oh, I love it. I hope y'all are grabbing your paper right now. Make the time. You you cannot afford not to do this. If you don't take the time to get clarity on what you actually want, then what are you moving towards? This is like the fundamental thing that so many people kind of skimp over or they ignore, they push to the side and it is everything. So thank you so much, Jill. This has been absolutely amazing. I, I'm so glad that you were able to come. Where can people find you to connect Mm. more with you and your awesomeness? Yeah, easiest way is screwthe9to5.com, all spelt out, no numbers. Or come listen to our podcast at thescrewshow.com. Allison will be on it. And on Instagram, just at screwthe9to5. Again, all spelt out, no numbers. Love it. Well, go follow follow Jill. She and her husband, Josh, are thebomb.com. Their podcast is amazing. So go follow them in all the places. Jill, again, thank you so much for being here. And with that, we are going to disappear into some sparkly glitter. Done. The end. 
Wait, don't go just yet. If you enjoyed today's episode, then I would seriously love for you to let me know. Simply take a screenshot of yourself listening to today's episode, share it in your Instagram stories, and tag me at Wonderlast so that I can see it. And of course, feel free to share any insights, ahas, or lessons that you might have learned. Not only would this give me the warm fuzzies, but it would also help to spread the word about this podcast, which, if you enjoy it, would be one of the most meaningful ways that you could support the show. So take that screenshot, share it in your Insta stories, and tag me at Wonderlast. And who knows? I might just very well feature you on my Instagram. So thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next time.